Alrighty guys, we're back with another episode of B- Behind the Vinyl. Um, Nicholas, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's hot. It's really hot, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Hot here in Stockholm. Um, so this, uh, we got an interesting record this this episode. Yep. Uh, Alice in Chains, Dirt. Oof, yes. Alice in Chains, you know, at the forefront of the, the media or the thoughts at the moment because they've got the new record at yeah, uh, the new record has come out. Yeah, um, great record. Hell yeah, uh, great band. You know, love it. Th- this is the the top of the chain in regards to, uh, for better use of a word, grunge records. You know, yeah, uh, th- um, this band is like. Uh, I think the I think I think Alice in Chains is is actually my favorite band of the bands that came out yep. during that era from from seattle especially out of the big four or big five you know the pearl yeah. jam soundgarden nirvana um yeah because pearl jam for me was just really that first album uh um, yeah, i didn't mind versus the second one yeah it I was right that. yeah but that was very mainstream yeah the, the, this is this is like you and i are obviously metal guys yeah you know um Covering all parts of metal. Yeah. Uh, Soundgarden to me is just a, that's a Black Sabbath record too. Oh, sure, that's, yeah. That's really metal. Yeah. Uh, Nirvana is more poppy, punky. Yeah, I, I love those first two Nirvana records. I think were just amazing. You know, Bleach and Nevermind. Yeah, I never, I never really, I mean, yeah. I, I like Nevermind, um, but uh, I remember playing it a lot, but. I the same thing there like with a lot of bands that I listened to I it was like one album or two albums then it all kind of faded for me and right, I was yeah. on to something else yeah and uh, I don't know and, and also that time around the whole grunge thing the the like the late 80s early 90s I, I mean I went from being this Sunset Strip freak love that stuff but yep. when that whole thing ended and then you, then you have grunge that's when I kind of faded into um, my whole jazz fusion kind of thing right okay I, I listened to a lot of that stuff and that's, yeah. that's I, I missed out on a lot of shows uh, in Sweden like in Gothenburg Stockholm shows that I now think like why the hell didn't I go right, yeah. why didn't I go see Guns N' Roses when they played here with Skid Row I, mean, I have no idea yeah, yeah. I was probably stuck listening to Lee Rittenauer <laughs> in my dorm room. Yeah, but um, well, no. I, I embraced this part. I I totally embraced the whole the whole um, you know the, the Seattle scene. I because I just thought it was an extension of of metal. You know. Yeah, and I remember reading recently about uh, I can't remember who talked to. Um, ooh, who was it? Um, it was. Taylor Hawkins talking to, was it someone from the whole grunge thing? I can't remember. Where, you know, they really didn't understand um, why it became uh, a thing of its own, the whole grunge thing. And a lot of people didn't like it. And when it was basically just like, you know, it was it was rock and roll, the same thing, yeah. like everything else. But it all got grouped together and all got grouped together because it was from Seattle and, right, yeah. and all that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I know there were some great, great albums coming out. Yep. Um, and the top of the top of the list being Dirt, Alice yeah, in Chains, Dirt. Absolutely. This, absolutely. this was a monster record, released in uh, 1992. Yeah, September 29th, I believe. Exactly, September 29th. Um, produced by a guy called Jave 
uh, Dave uh, Jordan. Yeah. Um, David Dunn. He did the first, he did facelift as well. Oh, he did. Yeah. He All did right. facelift. He did Jane's Addiction records. All right. Um, he did. What did you? I think he he mixed. You know, like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, okay. Some Stones records. Some All right. Stuff like that. All right. All right. Um, but I understand he did facelift, and then he instantly was like, "Hey, uh, we got to do another record. Yeah. When you do another record, give me yeah. a yell." Yeah. You know. Um, I think he did an amazing job. Yeah, uh, I think also. I mean, Dirt is probably the album that is my is my go to album when it comes to Alice in Chains. My yeah. go to album when it comes to when you're in that grunge kind of mood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when you listen to, to that kind of stuff, because uh, I mean, there there was the whole thing with grunge as well. Was that there was this kind of it was. Um, I mean, the sound on, on from all those bands, it was a bit darker. I mean, it was the opposite thing of the whole Sunset Strip. Absolutely. Where it was all about girls and drugs and, and all that fancy and cars and shit and yeah. hairspray. And fancy colorful clothes. And then comes grunge with um, a darkness to it. And um, Well, th- there's always been, like... Um I think some people also pull out grunge a little bit and say, and and I do it too. You know, I don't know why I even call it grunge. And no, but you know what? There, historically has always been. You know, hey, there was the uh, there was the new wave of British heavy metal. Oh yeah, yeah, know? yeah, of course. And that accompanied, you know, all the you know the the Def Leppards, yeah. the Saxons, the yeah. Maidens, yeah. Uh, yeah, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, there, there was the Bay Area thrash scene. Yes. You know the yes. um, yeah where Metallica come from. True. You know. Um, uh, the Testament, yeah. you know, the Exodus, et cetera, et cetera. There yep. was the hair metal bands, and, yeah. you know, the Motley Crue's. Or, That's another thing. Like, dude, Motley Crue, Too, Fa- Too Fast for Love, or, or Dude, Shadow of the Devil. What oh, the yeah. fuck is that record? Exactly. That's not a, that's not a glam record. No, no, no not at all. That with, not at with, all. But you do. Yeah. You do put it beside, you know, you do put it beside, you know, um, Van Halen oh sure yeah 84 you yeah, put yeah. it behind beside oh, yeah. look what the cat drag did yeah, by yeah, Poison yeah, yeah. oh absolutely there's a world of difference it between is. Uh, it is true Shout of the Devil and, but that's and, another thing and it hasn't you know it's not uh, but speaking of like the term hair metal yeah. did that really exist when it was going on <laughs> I, I don't I, I have no was. memory of hearing hearing hair metal at the time, I was listening to Motley Crue and all that. Yeah, you called it. I don't know what you call. It. I I always refer glam. to it as, as yeah, glam, glam or Sunset Strip metal or LA yeah. rock or whatever it was. But hair metal for me, I always got the feeling that hair metal was something that came, well, in the nineties or something, a way of describing what that yeah, whole scene yeah. was. But I guess that was the same with. Uh Although it was pretty early, the new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah, that yeah. was a, a definition by Jeff Barton. Yeah, you know, in regards to yeah, yeah. describing yeah. the scene. Yeah, grunge was a definition from one of the guys out of um, I think it was Melody Maker. Yes, know. true. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, using it to, yeah. to describe something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ha- hair metal for I kind of think it kind of come around Skid Row. Yeah, might have been. Yeah. yeah. Which was the tail end of all that kind exactly. of stuff, you know? Exactly. And you know, but it was more the more the LA scene. The point I'm trying to say is like, you know, okay, the grunge scene all come out of Seattle, but before that it was just LA. Yeah. And before that it was like the UK. Yeah. You know, and, and and in the seventies it was like, you know, the the British metal. Oh yeah, know? sure. You know, sure. So Yeah, but it, it it is quite interesting. And it's also interesting when you talk to 
those who were in those L.A. bands with the colorful clothes and the hairspray and all that, I mean, a lot of them, they always mention uh, grunge as the movement that kind of killed off yeah. the whole Sunset Strip thing. But then you have others that just go, no, oh, it was just like the, the natural progress of things because the whole L.A. thing was done. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it ran its course, and, 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 and the thing that, come from, uh, that came from Seattle was just like the next thing. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? L.A., you had, you had the great bands. You had, you know... Van Halen from LA. Oh sure, yeah. great great band. Motley yeah. Crue, great oh, yeah. great band. Yeah. Rat, what's that? Rat. Well, even Rat was kind of second or third tier. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you had all these. Even Poison were up there, like yeah. um, you know, and and then you had that second. And I guess Rat was probably in one of the first tiers of of going through. Mm. But then you had the, uh, you had the Poisons, and you yeah. had the Warrants, and yeah. then you had the, uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm grasping a little bit here now. You know, you had the Danger Dangers. And oh, yeah, then you had, like, Warren and all that stuff. Yeah. And then but that was towards the end of the that, 80s. That was towards the end. And then you have the th- the third or... And probably LA Guns was in that. Then yeah. you had the the third or fourth tier. You know, the, uh, the Danger Dangers, the the Toughs, the... You had Trickster and all trickster that crap. and all that shit. And yeah. that's what killed hair metal. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's, that it, it that was, really like, towards the, like, like around 1989, 1990, 1991... Yeah. And we've talked about this before, but you had all those, all those bands that signed with major labels in the U.S. Yeah. and and they played like, well, they all sounded kind of like Warrant and stuff they, like they that. They all sounded, dude, and all and they, they did either. one record because the majors wanted another one of those Warrant bands, and nothing happened. And that was it. You yeah, had like Bo Nasty and yeah, yeah, exactly. Steelheart, things exactly. like that. They got one or two albums, and then they just faded away. Exactly, and that's really what hair metal was. I kind of think the tail end where they were just looking for a hair metal band. Oh, yeah, yeah, Some, yeah. Someone probably labeled it hair yeah, metal. sure. You know, but it was more the, the LA scene. Someone yeah. just wanted it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then and then come come along. But, but, you know, Nirvana come along and kind of killed it all. But Nirvana wasn't the first. No. You know? I think it was probably Soundgarden, right? Soundgarden, yeah, I think so, yeah. Soundgarden was the first that got the yeah, major label yeah. deal. Um, you know, and... and and Nirvana, Nirvana really only got a deal because of Sonic Youth. Oh yeah, you know, and Sonic Youth were as far apart from Nirvana as absolutely, as possible. absolutely. But back then they weren't. No. Back then they were an alternative band. Yeah. Which it all fit in. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, out of this come Alice in Chains, which is what we're here for. Yeah. This dirt record, Al- Alice in Chains being, and, and not entirely from Seattle. No. You know. Like Jerry Cantrell is 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 not from Seattle. He come into Seattle. Yeah. Same like with Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder from San Diego, whatever it was. Yeah, Eddie Vedder lived with. Um, fuck, who did he live with? I. Um, oh man, um, Brad Wilkes. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Brad Wilkes from Raging right, Raging Against Machine. Machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were right. in a band together, man. Yeah, and, and yeah. they lived. They they shared a flat. Yeah, he was from San Diego. I yeah. think Eddie Vedder. Yeah, yeah. They were all living in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Shared a flat, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go up to this band called, yeah. you know, whatever they were, you know, yeah, Seattle of all places." Yeah, and then he actually pulled up Brad Wilkes to play drums. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so he ended up he played in Pearl Jam for a while. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that I, pff, there's a great book uh, by Greg Prado. Have you read it? No, Grunch is dead, or is it Grunch is not dead? I can't remember. Right. But it's just like the the oral history. Of, of the whole grunge era, it's so good. 
so so good. I, I have it home somewhere, and I just read it from first page to last page. Uh, great stories, um, and just the whole thing, the whole vibe of the uh, like the the Northwest up there in, in Seattle and what was like and <clears throat> trying to explain how that whole kind of genre came came to and and all that it's it, it's an interesting read i think that also there was like uh which ended up, up being a problem for a lot of those guys also a lot of heroin going on yeah. and stuff like that um which was one of the reasons duff mckagan left seattle and came to um exactly that he was i don't think actually I, I don't think he wasn't hooked on heroin i don't think he'd tried heroin yet no. but people told him that you need to get out of here because yeah. he was in that kind of he was in the music scene yeah. and i think he was the like I, I read somewhere he referred to himself as he was their hope he was yes their, their exactly hope. So, yes so you're the guy you're the one that's going to get, get out, out of here get and, out yeah. of here kid yeah and but I, I don't i don't think heroin was ever a problem with duff no 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 his no thing no was drinking yeah yeah you know, absolutely really. yeah so obviously he dabbled in other stuff but yeah. his thing was drinking oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but um yeah but heroin, on the other hand, was a massive problem for Elvis and Chains. Yes, yes. You know? Daryl Lane Staley. And, and Mike Starr. And Mike Starr. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, crazy stuff. So this this album, uh, Dirt, s- still to this day, you know? Uh, you know, a lot of the sophomore records were massive releases for for a lot of these bands. Yeah. Um, Soundgarden. Yep. You know? Um, you know, massive uh, Bad Motor Finger, second release. Oh, yeah. Um, Nirvana, never mind. The exactly. second record. Yeah. You know, Pearl Jam nailed it on the first one. Right. Uh, Alice in Chains got it on the second yep. one. You know, Skid Row even, you know, was their sophomore release. Yeah. The hard sophomore release. Yeah. You know, was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Turned out to be a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so by this stage, they've actually, you know, facelifted, taken off. You know, facelift was a bonafide, you know hit record really, yes you know uh within time they toured the toured the hell out of it yeah and so they walked in walked in quite an established man in the box basically breaking them up and such a good song such a great song and and uh and also a big mtv mtv was still quite big then but mtv had changed yeah but you you, you still i mean you had all those songs like uh like then Pearl Jam's uh, what is it Alive, yeah, alive. Uh, Smells, Smells Like, like Teen, Spirit Teen Spirit and all that yeah, yeah. It just blew up exactly <clears throat> which was kind of like the I guess <clears throat> would later on be like the the end of the whole MTV era as well I think yeah yeah. kind of faded after that and became something else yeah and so then they started recording the record in LA yeah and um, yeah because I kind of I kind of wondered why why LA because was the first one done in LA as well? Do you know that? Um, I, I don't know. No. You know, but if it was Dave Dave Jordan, maybe it was. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But this one was done at one on one. Yes. Which was where Metallica recorded. Right. Yeah. It, I think it was recorded in two two studios in LA. Yeah. Because um, I I was in a studio in LA that the Dirt was recorded. In. Oh right. Yeah. And. Uh, Cool. You know what? When when we finish this show, I'm going to Google this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was with um with Danzig. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um I Lose the Ferry record. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I can clearly remember the uh the Alice in Chains because I I kind of like 
was nice. like, fuck, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That they recorded the Alice in Chains there. Cool. And I must check if that was one. I don't right. think it was one on one. I would have known if it was one on one. I remember uh, actually, actually before this, I remember uh, reading about the album. I actually think it was was it three studios. Or it might have been yeah, two. Yeah, there was one in Seattle. Exactly. Yeah, there was one in Seattle. Yeah. Two in LA. Exactly. But the core, I think, was done at one-on-one. Yeah. Um, and as we talked about just before this show, they started recording. The the first day of recording was the first day of the famous LA riots. Yes. The, the, uh, the Rodney the, King The Rodney riot. King thing. Can't we all just get along? But yeah, uh, really weird. Uh, yeah, and, and I also read that they... They for they because um, Jerry Cantrell was out doing some shopping, whatever he was it was. Buying beer, man. Yeah, exactly. And he yeah. saw people getting dragged out of cars, he, getting he, hit he, by bricks and everything. I think he first. That, the rest of the band was watching it on on TV. Yeah, and uh, and in in one on one. Yeah, and he was out buying beer. Yeah, and he suddenly there was looting going on in the exactly. shop. Right. Know? Yeah. 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 And so he left the shop, and then he was on his way back to the studio. And he was watching, traffic was crazy, and watching yeah. people get dragged out yeah. of their cars and yeah. beaten, which is pretty fucking heavy shit. It, it's it's uh, <clears throat> unbelievable stuff. Crazy times. Crazy times, yeah. The um, LAPD. Exactly. And then they, they up and left and... Uh, Went to Joshua Tree. Took solace in, in, the, <laughs> in Joshua Tree of all places. With Tom Araya. Yeah, with, with Tom Araya from Slayer. Yeah. Joshua Tree is a pretty weird place to go to. I've never been there. I, I can imagine it being being weird. Uh, Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Middle of nowhere yeah. and like rather inbred kind of territory. Oh, it is? Be- beautiful place. Squee like a pig thing? But Well, just a bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> just a little bit weird, you know? <clears throat> the, the drama for Autograph, Kenny Richards, he lived there. Oh, really? Yeah, when I interviewed him, which... Probably turned out to be the last interview he ever did since he died like a year or two years after. Right, okay. Yeah, middle of nowhere in Joshua Tree. And he had his place there where he, where he was like painting and stuff. And yeah, right. yeah, really weird. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, but they stayed there for a couple of days, I think. I, th- I think it was five days, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> bizarre. bizarre. Very bizarre. Um uh, I also wonder if if how much yeah, well since it was the first day of recording, but thinking lyric wise, how how much if any of that kind of stuff with the LA rise and all that, if any of that ended up being on the album. I'm I'm thinking more. Yeah, I'm wondering. It was a pretty dark time. Although yeah. the, the album is especially side two is is very drugs drug, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, very drug drug yeah. related. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I'm wondering if there was any element from from the LA riots. Yeah. You know, it's in the. I don't understand why they went to the Joshua Tree with Tom Araya. No. Um, um, that, that's my... Tom, yeah. Tom Araya is obviously guesting on the record. Yes. We, <laughs> and as, as you said before, I had, I had no idea. I think you told me, actually, right. that, that he was on the album. I yeah. had no idea. You, you, can, <clears throat> you can hear him on there. Yeah. You know, when you hear him on there, he, he's on the... Uh, I, I think it, it's still un, uh, uncredited, right? Yeah, Iron Gland. Uh, Iron Gland, you know, yeah. where, where it's basically, um, I can't remember what song it is beforehand. Is it? Um, I have no idea. No, as I don't well. know. It's, it's um, I'll quickly check up so I can tell you what song it is. But it's, um, um, it's just like a, a minute long. Yep. Just 
like a ripoff of yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, you know, yeah. From, yeah. from Black Sabbath, yeah. or like the intro. You know, yeah. I am Iron Man. Well, maybe um, they were. That was the plan to to do that stuff. One of the first days, he ended up being there, and then they went to Joshua Tree. Yeah, it's just weird. The first day. Yeah, the very first day. You kind of wonder, yeah. And you're thinking Tom Mariah has a house there, so why, why? I can understand if he was there and like, hey, let's go and hang out at my house. <laughs> yeah. But we must ask, man. We must ask. But um, yeah, but they eventually go back. Yeah. And um, record this monster of an album, yeah. and um, uh, I also read because I read about the 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 cover art for the album, the the girl in the dirt, uh, literally, um, that there's this great Spinal Tap connection that she's actually the the same girl is actually on the cover for the. Um, the single for Spinal Tap's Bitch School. Really? Yeah, which is just hilarious. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. <laughs> no, it's funny as hell. Because there, there were these stories, and always been stories about uh, the girl being Lane Staley's girlfriend. Okay. Um, and that's not true? No, her name was, I think it's pronounced, is D-E-M-N. It's got to be Dem. Dem okay. Parrot. Um, I read somewhere that I think it was the, the, the guy that did a photo shoot, uh, whose name was, uh, or is, Schenk. Right. Uh, I think I read an interview where he said that they talked about it, using her, but never really seriously. And then he had this girl called Mariah O'Brien that he'd used her because he did the bitch school spinal tap right, thing yeah. as well. So he knew her and they used her. And um, they did a um, they did a photo shoot. Took about eight hours. After those eight hours, she kind of got up, and uh, she had a wig on. So she left the wig. The wig was still in that kind of whatever it was, sand dirt, whatever. And she went to the bathroom, and her wig was kind of embedded in all that stuff. So he took a photo or a couple of photos of that as well, and. Um, those photos ended up uh, being on um, uh, the Music Bank uh, box oh, right, set yeah, where yeah. you see just uh, the hair in the dirt. Okay. Pretty cool. Cool. So, I grab that out. I got that somewhere here. I, I, um, I can't remember that. Yeah. And then, then actually, the, the uh, Lane's girlfriend, Parrot. Um, uh, who was a heroin addict too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Who died in 1996. Uh, yeah. she's, it's, it's her and Lane on the Mad Season album uh, cover. cover. Right, yeah. Taken from a photo, and then uh, Lane did the uh, drawing, the whatever drawing, it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Got it. Got it. Cause, uh, cause, yeah, because Schenk, he did, um, he did, I think he did the cover for Jar Flies as well, and for Sap. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great, great records, those. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Right. I love that stuff. And by, by then it was, uh, the, the four-piece was Jerry... Sean on drums, you know, yeah. The, the core that is still now, Lane yeah. and and Mike Starr. Yeah, Mike Starr was replaced pretty quick after the recording of um, Dirt. Af- after the recording of Dirt. Yeah, you know? Mike Ines. Mike Ines. Yeah, yeah. So kind of a lot of people get confused. They they do kind of look alike. Uh, yeah. And they they yeah. did they did back in the day. Yeah. They definitely had yeah. similar hair. Yeah. Lots of hair. Yeah. And I think that's why. Um, yeah. You know, the the first song. Um, well, the first song that come out from this record was was Wood. 
which was on the single soundtrack. Yeah, which I think was just written because of the single soundtrack, right? Yeah, I think so too. Um, Great movie, uh, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack, you Um, know, great movie, great song. Oh, yeah. That's a great song. Great video, too. Yeah. Uh, probably one. Yeah, that's probably. It's when it comes to dirt, it, for me, it's it's always it's wood and it's them bones and it's uh, rooster. Yeah. Those are probably my favorite tracks that I always come back to. Yeah. Um, well, them bones, have you read the story about how the um, them bones starts with the riff? Yeah. But with him saying, ow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all improvised. Oh, it was? Yeah, that, that wasn't there. Okay. And he's sing al- singing along with the riff. Oh, know? right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. over the top, yeah, over yeah, the top yeah. of the yeah, riff. Yeah, And you can kind of, you can picture it when you hear it now with it, it not there and it'd still be pretty cool, but that just adds so much more to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just on the spur of the moment. All right. Just laying, just cool. laying that, uh, you know, the four. Ah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, which really makes the song. You know? Yeah. And as you said, yeah, great video. And, and that's the thing with singles. I, I, I tried today, actually, to think when was the first time I saw singles. And I'm, I'm just like, and well, I don't think it went up. I don't think you could catch it out of movies here. I, I must have seen it on VHS. Yeah. Probably, probably not around that time. Yeah. Must have been one or two years later on that I actually saw the movie. Yeah. Alison Chains are in that movie too. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. As are Pearl Jam, as is yep. um, <coughs> Chris Cornell. Oh, yeah, yeah. As is Tad. Yep. You know. Citizen um, Dick. Citizen Dick, yep, absolutely. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a big connection with um, Cameron Crowe did that. Yeah. Who, who, who married Nancy Wilson. Nancy Wilson from Heart. Massive connection between Alison Chains. That, that connection just continues to yeah. get stronger and stronger yeah. or yeah. continues to grow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, well, well, I think Mike Inez is playing on the new, maybe the new Nancy Wilson solo record. Oh, yeah. We, well, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw him play with Hard at Sweden Rock Festival. Well, yeah, I used way to back. work with them. Yeah. Then, and that's where I first met Mike. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he, that was, that was a great, that was a great record. Jupiter yeah. Starling. Mike was great. Yeah. <clears throat> so they've got that. Um, Jerry Cantrell has always been close. Hart used to lend them Right, gear. that's the, exactly, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He used to lend them gear to rehearse <clears throat> yeah. as well. Um, Jerry Cantrell's also in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. The Cameron Crowe oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, you know? yes. Um, and he's probably in everything that Cameron Crowe does. He's done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Always great soundtracks. Always great soundtracks. Um but that's another thing we, I think with Alice in Chains that took me years to realize that Jerry Cantrell was singing as well. Yeah. I had no idea. Like back then, <laughs> you know, information wasn't what it is today. So yeah. you couldn't just Google things. You, you had to read the latest interview in Kerrang or whatever it was. And yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a, as we've talked about, this is um, this podcast from this guy called Dean Del Rey. Yeah. Killer stuff. <laughs> Kill, killer stuff. And um, he's an old singer. Yeah. And he, and I can't really grasp why, but he had to sing once with, with Jerry Cantrell or whether it was, I think it was Jerry, the Alison Chains. Okay. Before they had um, William and he sung Oh, once. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but he, um, they ended up singing, um, I don't even know what song. I think it was Damn, uh, Damn That River. Okay. I think. And so he started singing. And Jerry stopped the song and said, that's fucking my part, man. Oh. You know? So he, 
he he kept and he kept trying to sing. Yeah, yeah. So it ended up them stopping the song and Jerry saying, "All right, we'll see you later. We'll call you." Yeah, okay. And never heard from him again. You know. Um, but that's that's the first time they met. He he ultimately went out like a year or two ago and and opened. He's a comedian now. Yeah. And opened for for Alice in Chains on it. It's pretty cool. Oh, he did. Should, yeah, yeah. Oh. And did like a tour opening for them when they took out some. I think uh, Jim Florentine maybe and Dean. All right. Okay. Oh yeah. As, yeah. Yeah. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Cool. Um, but so yeah. So uh, so then Bones was the first song on the record. Um, interest lyrically, that's about mortality. I read. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah. And then and, and then you have like, yeah, like you mentioned the the drug sting. Um, well, there was a, there was four or five songs there towards the end. Exactly, like, Sick, uh, Man and, Sick Man and Junkhead and Godsmack. And, Exactly, exactly. But, um, yeah. And, and you know what? Um, yeah, Lane was, Lane was very much, we all know about Lane's drug. Yeah. You know, drug addictions. and um, you know, Was, was Jerry Cantrell into that stuff as well? I, I don't really think at that time, no. And I don't think you, I think it was Lane and, and Mike Starr. Yeah. I think they were the, they were the bad addicts you always wonder how that works when you're in a we're in a group when you're around you yeah. try it all the time yeah and and there's just like one or two of you just really getting into that stuff well you, you know just what? stand around and watch it or you're just busy drinking yourself or i think well i think sean had it i think everyone had their problems yeah you know but like yeah i don't know well like how how bad is mike star yeah, that he gets kicked out exactly. of and Chains yeah. for, for yeah. drug use. How bad is Stephen Adler? Exactly, that he gets kicked <laughs> yeah. out of Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. What, what's he doing? Is yeah. he not like is like Slash a heroin addict, but still competent and still being able to perform? Yeah, you know? like yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. So is Lane Stanley like Lane Stanley like in um, in Rooster? Yeah, he, he's got these pair of sunglasses yeah. on that looks cool as hell. Yeah, and it, you. They put the sunglasses on because he's so off his fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> so and his yeah. eyes are so, you know, so obvious he's yeah. fucking tripping. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. That. So he's he's showing up to work. You know? Yeah, probably. And, and I heard a story that Dave Dave Jordan like Lane didn't like him at the end. Okay. Right? Because because Dave kept saying, "Hey, you got to get fucking straight, man." Right. To okay. The whole yeah, recording yeah, 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 of yeah. him. Telling Lane that he has to clean his act up, yeah, you know, yeah. so he was obviously fucking up a little, yeah, bit. yeah, um, and and turned out for Lane to then, you know, dislike him for yeah. that reason, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's nuts. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. But also, I also read somewhere which I didn't know uh, today that um, I can't remember uh, one of the videos from um, um, Black Gives Way to Blue, right. That there's uh there's like a like a second or two in in one of the videos from that album, where you have a girl lying on some kind of uh, a glass floor or something that is kind of resembles um, the, the cover of Dirt, right? Okay. Which was kind of like an homage to, oh, right. to yeah. I had no idea. No, so no. I have to check that out on YouTube. I don't yeah, know. I can't remember which song it was, but right, okay. said it somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, um, killer album. Killer album. Then probably their biggest single of this record was Rooster. Yes. And still to this day, it's yeah. probably their biggest song. About uh, Jerry Cantrell's Vietnam dad. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, um, 
I think he went to Vietnam twice, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and was estranged from Jerry. They they didn't really exactly, get on. Exactly, yeah. And, and and that song kind of uh, kind of brought them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jerry being see, this is interesting too. Like um, Jerry being them interviewing, and I think it, is it a Wayne Ism uh, that did the video, who also did. Uh, oh, it might have been yeah, because he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Did a lot I'm of the Metallica stuff back then. Yeah, exactly. Around that same era. Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe it was. Either way, um, they interviewed um, Jerry's in the long form video. Okay. Like Jerry's father, Jerry. I oh right, yeah, interviewing yeah. His father on it, right. and it was quite touching. And the song is is about his father, and it's quite touching. Yeah. Um, I think the video day was pretty heavy because of the emotions. And yeah, all yeah, that. yeah. I guess I find it weird. Then your singer comes loaded, you know, to the <laughs> yeah to that. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, and, and talking, his his dad second. was called Rooster. That that's where the um, his yeah his dad's nickname was Rooster. Was Rooster yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of great oh, song, but that that was I love that song. Magical song. It is. It is still to this day. Oh yeah, yeah. just an absolutely magical song. And there's got to be like thousands upon thousands of the same kind of stories of all those Vietnam vets. Um, yeah, my old man went twice to Vietnam. It did. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap! Two two tour of duties to to Vietnam. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Didn't tell me anything. No. No. I remember having one uh, Vietnam vet in my uh, class uh, when I uh, when I was in Minnesota, and um, and of course he was a lot older. But yeah, he told he uh, the the professor of the class wanted him when we read about Vietnam the Vietnam War. I took American history. Uh, he wanted him to say something about that war, and he, and he, well, he didn't really want to do it, but he agreed to it. Walked up on stage, and said that it was probably the first time he ever um, talked about it. He hadn't right. talked about it with his wife or his daughter or anything. So he was up there crying and telling the most horrific stories about finding one of his friends who went to take a leak in the middle of the night. Then he didn't come back. Next day, they found him way up in a tree, strung up, uh, still alive, but he'd been skinned from the neck down his waist. Oh, really? Mm. And, and and then after that, just getting high, smoking dope, and you know, not really caring. And he came back, and his, his sister, he, who he was really tight with, called him baby killer. All that kind of stuff, which made him go, okay, what the hell, whatever, fuck it, I'll go back, get shot, and that's the end of it. So he went back for a second tour as well, right. but survived. Right, yeah. You know, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, great, 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 dark song. Yeah. Um, might be my, actually, actually my favorite Alice in Chains track. It's, I love that one. Great song, man. It is. Great song. It is, it you is, You know, when it it's, is. it's, um... You always want to go for one of the more obscure man, the ob- obscure one, because there's some great songs. Oh like, yeah, like Sick Man or Junkhead. Yeah, phenomenal songs. You know when you kind I like of Damn That River. Damn That River, yeah. amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, so and 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 I just made a little note here that uh, during the recording of that, Sean broke a coffee table over Jerry's head. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that inspired a song. Was that that inspired a song? Did it inspire the song, or was it in the recording of Damn That River? I think I read that it's it somehow inspired a song or, Maybe it or lyric wise. Damn that river! Exactly, you know, something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, fucking stop, <laughs> stop this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
So, <laughs> fucking love it. You know, yeah, yeah, great, great songs, but Rooster is just so good. Man, yeah, you know? it's phenomenal, phenomenal. So, but did, did you catch him on this tour? On this tour? Yeah, on Dirt. Did you see oh, him yeah, live? Yeah, I saw him. I saw him. Yeah, which which I have mixed feelings about actually. Um, I loved the show. I thought the show was amazing. I was a yeah. massive Alison Chains fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was also a massive suicidal tendency. All oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they played with uh, suicidal. Right. They toured Australia. Um, was this in Brisbane? This was in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that a big place? No. Festival Hall. It was like um, you know what? I don't know. Maybe three thousand. Yeah, sounds about 2000, right. Yeah. 3000. Yeah. yeah. Like it was where a lot of bands used to play, like Pantera played and Yeah. Pantera Slayer played. Yeah. So um, I think they played the circus in in Stockholm when they played. Yeah, yeah, so about about the same. Yeah. Circus to me is a big venue, but it doesn't have many people because no. it's all seated. Yeah. But it's actually to me in size-wise oh, yeah. it feels like a sure. very big yeah, venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um so this was this actually Pretty much reminded me where I saw him of Lissabay's Hallen. Oh, right. Yeah. Have you ever, you been there? I don't actually think I've ever been there, no. Yeah, it's the same kind of feel, that old, right. really okay. old kind of yeah, theatre. Yeah. Actually, the Beatles played there. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, so suicidal tendencies supported, um, and again, massive fan, but obviously they're really upper music. Yeah. So they're running around and he's ranting. Yeah. And, you know, the he's just running the whole show back and forward, back and forward, yeah. back and forward across the show, and it's yeah. really upper music, and the crowd is freaking out, and, right? And up tempo music as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it comes on to uh, <laughs> Alice and Chains. Yeah. So it copped a lot of bad reviews, and a lot of people, oh. people thinking, "Fuck, that Alice and Chains sucked." Oh wow! You know, because it was there was a definite decline in energy from that, oh, of but, course, and, of and course, different mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a really bad pairing, huh? Really, but I loved it. It was yeah. great, and and they opened up. Um, I wish I could remember. I must try to find the set list. They they opened up with it was all backlit, and there was a oh the, yeah, there was something uh, like um, there was there was like you know like army netting where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. where you climb yeah, up yeah I've seen videos and, yeah and then uh, and then a um, a sheet in yeah, front yeah so they opened it up like with backlitting so right. you can see Lane up against this yes and then they drop the first sheet yeah and there's just this netting that he's like climbing across and entangling himself and all, all that right. kind of stuff it was just fucking amazing that's know? cool yeah yeah because there is I, I never saw him and again I, I have no idea what I was doing around that time it was the fusion jazz stuff Right. But Damn, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But there, there's uh, for people who want to check it out. There's uh, the uh, the full show from Stockholm when they played in February of '93. Right. Uh, is is up on YouTube and uh, there's a f- really well known incident where Lane Staley. There's a guy in the audience doing the um, the Sig Heil thing. Uh, he looks like a skinhead. He's got a shaved head and. Um, Right before they start the song, Rooster, he kind of, he talks to a security guard and uh, you get the feeling that he wants the guy to come up on stage. And uh, Lane sits down, uh, points to the guy and, and and actually gets him to come up on stage. And once he's up on stage, he just knocks him uh, right on the chin and uh, the guy kind of falls back down into the uh, the audience again. And uh, Lane goes up to the microphone and says, uh, fucking Nazi, die, or whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, later on, he, uh, he tried to, to run away because um, there was talk about, they, they, people said that, oh, you might get arrested for this. So I think it was at him and his bodyguard. 
got in a bus. They were going to Finland anyway, but they tried to go there ahead, get to the ferry. I think they even made it onto the ferry, but the police comes on, gets Lane, he gets arrested. But then the story apparently was that the guy that got knocked out, his brother, um, comes to identify himself and actually says that his brother had been fighting with people in the audience on through the night and blah, blah, blah. And the police releases Lane. Lane. Uh-huh. But um, it, it's cool to actually see it because I had heard the story before. Right, yeah. And then yeah. to see it actually is is uh, is pretty cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that's cool. Lane the fighter. Yeah, you don't see him as that, but... Uh. No, nine, uh, no, exactly. I I don't know if if the guy really got... You can see he hits him once on the chin, and then the guy kind of crouches down or whatever. He tries to hit him again, but he misses. Right, yeah. And then the guy falls down. But, uh, yeah, you know, good for Lane. This was also the tour, like, um, I think at the beginning of the tour, didn't Lane break his ankle? Was that when he's in a wheelchair? When he's in, in a wheelchair. So this is pre-Dave Grohl. <laughs> much, much, much pre-Dave Grohl. Yeah. Yes. Support, supporting uh, Aussie. Might have been that. Yeah. yeah. He ran over his um, he ran over his own foot backstage. He did. Yeah. On That's a pretty impressive. On a like a not a, not a little motorbike, but I think a little quad bike. Okay. And uh, was scooting around and and I think it was Aussie that said, "Oh, this is going to end in trouble." <laughs> And then he ran over his foot, and he did the show that night. Oh, he did? All right. Yeah, Lane did the show. Okay. And then he went, and yeah, he, he broke his leg pretty bad and had it all, all right. cast. And then so he just rode around in a wheelchair. Wow. And, um, you know, when he was on stage, sat in a wheelchair and spun around and jumped into the crowd with his cast on and, and all this kind of stuff. So. Jesus. But is it on that tour that... Um Mike Starr gets fired and they they get Mike Ines in or was that before I, I don't even because Mike Ines was with Ozzy Osbourne right uh, Mike was with Ozzy yeah. Osbourne yeah yeah um, I don't I don't even think he um, I, I don't even think well I guess Mike Starr did because the album so I think when, when did the album come out the album come out in September not, yeah Mike Starr was fired in January right so there's a really short time oh right yeah 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 okay yeah so yeah. when they're playing the Stockholm gig it's Mike Ines yeah, yeah. Um, right because I remember because I think the first gig Mike Ines did uh, was in London right uh, so I, uh, yeah I remember that um so it yeah, did, it, 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 they, it so it so they didn't really rehearse he wanted to rehearse but they went out to dinner and had some yeah, yeah. so i remember it being like uh, uh um it must have been london yeah cause it, it it's it's um 25 years right, since yeah. uh mike ines joined the band right yeah well, rock and roll. Yeah, see, I, I love Mike Ines in that band. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a perfect fit. Yeah, still got great hair. Great hair. It's pretty amazing. Great guy, great bass player. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think he works perfectly. And ironically, the, Mike Starr's last show in, um, in Alice in Chains was in Brazil. There we go. Yes, yes. true, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Yes, 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 it and, was. And he OD'd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in Lane Stanley's. He was right. Smoking, he was smoking smoking crack with um, uh, with Kurt Cobain. Right, as you do, as you do. Yeah, and then he went back in um, uh, went back to Lane's room and and did some junk with Lane and died. 
and supposedly he woke up in a bathtub with Lane punching him in the face crying. Oh. You know, like Lane crying and said, you've been dead for 11 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's how the story goes. And um, there's a really weird interview. You could probably find it somewhere on, on online. There's a really weird interview of uh, Kurt Cobain being interviewed and um, asking, what about this and what about that and what did you do here? What did you do there by this journalist? And, okay. And... Um, like kind of a manic journalist and then uh Cobain answers with I don't know anything last night I was smoking crack with uh with Mike Stone <laughs> with Alison Chains. Oh Alison Chains. All right. <clears throat> and he said it kind of half jokingly. Oh okay. But ultimately it was actually true. Yeah yeah. So that was the last last time he actually played uh replaced by Mike Ennis. <sighs> not o- a real ultimately died. Yeah, died not a real rock star until you've you've died at least once. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like Nikki Six. Yeah. Yeah. So but Nikki Six died for 2 minutes. Yeah, I know. Fucking 11 minutes. That, that sounds... can't be true. No. You know, cuz if you die for <laughs> no 11 way. minutes you're There's got to be like brain damage you're or something. Totally brain yeah, damage, yeah, yeah. You know. That's crazy. Weird. <clears throat> <laughs> I remember cuz uh, since I talked with Mike and William um when they played here at Gonalund I just remember him saying something. He cursed. <laughs> he said something. I think he said pussy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, during the interview. Who Mike did. Mike. And it was just, oh, maybe I can't say that. It was just like, nah, nah no, no worries. This is Sweden. You can say whatever you want. All right. All right cool, cool. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Great guy. So, yeah. um, and, and I think what else is there? Not a lot to talk to, except Wood. Wood yep. was actually, um, well, there's a couple of songs left. Um, down in a Hole. Was actually you know. yeah, yeah, great song. Yeah, super great song. Yep. Super great. You know, I think they play that on the acoustic. You know, the MTV. Oh, the unplug thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, that was actually written about Jerry's longtime girlfriend. All right. So, um, Courtney Clark, her name was. All right. Um, so written about their relationship or something right. at the right. time. Yeah. And also, I remember. Um, um, uh, I can't remember. Was wasn't it? Rock on ring, whatever it was. Where they have Hetfield singing Wood. Exactly, mm. yeah. But that was later. That was Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, hell, much hell yeah. later. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I can remember when they first got back together, they toured, you know, one of William's first shows was, was in London. Okay. Yeah, and uh, great show. Great yeah. show. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Great voice. Um, which kind of, for me, it's because it, you read somewhere, and you also read that they... You know, they weren't looking for. I think that uh, I read it somewhere that they weren't looking for someone that would sound like Lane Staley. But still, I mean, there are nuances in in yeah. William Duvall's voice that 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 really sounds like Lane Staley. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> He can nail all the parts of yeah. Of, but I I think I I think they they got back together right for it was for the tsunami. Yes, yeah, true. they got back. They did a yeah, tribute yeah, yeah. show they in did, yeah. Seattle yeah. for the tsunami. So yeah. they had Ann Wilson there. Yep. Um, so anyone else, I'm, I'm going to make up. Yeah. Ann Wilson is the only one. Yeah. But the, I'm guessing they probably had all probably some Pearl Jam guys yeah, and yeah. probably some some uh, Soundgarden guys. Yeah. But they got back together, and now I got I got to see if I get this right. Now I think. And then they decided, well, what are we going to do? Mm. Are we going to get back as Alison Chains? Right, right, or, or something new. So then they needed a lead singer. Yeah. Jerry knew this guy, uh, being William. Yeah. Because he was in a band. He was the lead singer in a band that um, that Jerry used the band for a solo. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, 
Yeah, so he was using this band, so he was always around William because yeah. he was actually the singer in this band. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I might have that wrong. I think I think Jerry was seeing a girl who used to know this band or something. I okay, don't know. there was All some right. connection that yeah, he yeah. that he knew William. Yeah, so he'd come across William. So he he ended up asking William, "Hey, you want to come and do this?" And yeah, um, and he did it and and put it off Alice ever since. Yeah. One of the great uh, reunion records, Absolutely. I must say. Yeah, right, um, yeah. The, the the new album is is killer too. I love it. I love it. It'll easily be on my um, top ten yeah. of records of the year. Um, great songs, but uh, yeah, they've done really well. I I I didn't expect that. I never expected "Love Gives Way to uh, Black Gives Way to Blue" to be as good uh, as what it as was. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that was really that's pure magic, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's great they're still around. Yeah, great they're still around. Alrighty, man. Okay, um, that's well, about it. Another that was uh, Seattle. That was Seattle. Mm-hmm. Dirt, Allison Chains. Hell yeah. Um, it's good talking, man. Yeah, good. Absolutely. We'll be back with more. <laughs>